Good morning. Welcome to Embracing Your Sphere of Influence. Today, my guest is Jan Shaw. Jan is a success alchemist. She's a spiritual empowerment and intuitive success coach who combines personal empowerment and spiritual development with practical business and marketing strategies to create unstoppable success in life and business. As a certified life coach and executive coach, she helps spiritual change makers, entrepreneurs, and executives fulfill their divine purpose by clearing the limiting beliefs that sabotage their success. She builds an unshakable self-love, teaches universal laws of manifestation, and provides powerful strategies to create unstoppable success in life and business. And I have to tell you about her Unstoppable You Academy, where she created the Unstoppable You Formula Success. And we'll talk to her a little bit more about that. She is an author. She has written Dream Achievers Success Kit, The Unstoppable Success Strategies, and Empowered Manifestations. Wow, Jen, you've been really busy. (laughs) Jen has been a radio show host as well since 2010 and hosts the Conscious Creating Show. Welcome, Jan, to our show. Thank you, Lexa. It's so lovely to be here, and thank you for inviting me. Yes, thank you. Well, what I always like to start the program off with is tell me in a couple of minutes, how did you get started and end up at this Unstoppable You Academy? Well, it it goes back to a real shift that happened in my life in 2000, well, from 2008 onwards. But um, in 2010, I did an exercise that I do with my clients now, which was to really look at my past life. And and what I mean by that is not a past life, but all the experiences in this life leading up to that point. Because I'd come to the understanding from my study of law of attraction and manifestation and everything else, that it was really important to discover your true purpose in this lifetime. And when I look back over my career, I realized, and, you know, the majority of the time I was in IT as a project manager, and I recognized that the two passions that I had were to help my team develop, you know, mentoring them to become good decision makers, to create successful projects and to support them in their ambitions. And also had a real interest in the business side of it. I was definitely not into the technical side. It was more about what can we do? What can we provide in IT to make the business more successful or most successful? And I really had developed an interest in personality types and psychology. I mean, I haven't studied psychology formally, but really getting to know, you know, how our brain works, how we think, what makes us special. And so that was when I decided to shift my career out of more of an IT focus into the coaching and mentoring side of things. And I really believe that you need this um, this combination of approaches in order to be successful. And, and this is where the alchemy comes in because it's really combining the mindset, you know, building the self-confidence, getting rid of the blocks that make us procrastinate and, and avoid and you know, really get in the way of the success that we want. Plus, being a spiritual coach as well, really tuning into the laws of the universe, the metaphysics, the soul purpose, and learning how to make manifestation work for you on a consistently positive basis. And then also the practical stuff, you know, the things, and whether you're in your own business or whether you're in a career, there are practical things, grounded things that you need to incorporate to learn the skills to create that success in your professional life. Excellent. Wow. I love that. So this leads to the question of 
Success Alchemist. How did you come by that name? Why are you considered the Success Alchemist? It was an interesting process, actually. I was working with a client who really wanted to come up with a name for herself, and I was just pondering this. And interestingly, it took me seven years <laughs> to come up with this name that, <laughs> that I felt really encapsulates what I do. And it really represents that combination of the you yeah. know, the the body, mind, spirit, the magic of the manifestation and really working with the universe, as well as the, the kind of practical, logical, you might say, scientific side of things. And, of course, the alchemist is, you know, known for turning lead into gold. So what we're doing, um, what I do with my clients, is help them to turn their their self, their being, their skills, their gifts into creating gold for them through applying all these strategies and really freeing themselves through their self-belief to achieve the success that they really want. Excellent. Well, you know, this, excuse me, this program is about influence. And I wanted to find out about the Unstoppable You Success Formula because it sounds like it's very influential and this is where you create or develop that influence to really motivate your clients for success and inspire them. So I'd like to hear a little bit about the success formula and some of your clients, how they've utilized that. What, where did they go? What did they do with this as far as empowerment? And, and the actual success in their business life. Yeah, the, the formula is really these, these combinations that I've talked about. The first stage is really looking at what the source of those limiting beliefs and core issues is. Because, you know, I use the term, it's not about motivation, it's about transformation because motivation is a very temporary thing and you're having to kind of push through the blocks rather than just actually recognizing them, accepting them and transforming them from a very negative self-image into a very positive one. And, you know, I've worked with people who have had very challenging upbringings, some even abusive, and I would put a disclaimer here, I'm not a counselor, I'm not a psychotherapist, but in helping people see a different perspective on these experiencing and see the higher purpose and also see how it links to the sole purpose of what they came here to experience. And we always start off in the negative to be then working through a process to get to the positive. So stage one is really recognizing what the blocks are and resolving them through really reframing the experiences to get a much more positive self-image in terms of how people have dealt with those major challenges. And then moving into the positive, really exploring the personality. You know, I use a number of different personality profiling tools because most people focus on their shortcomings (laughs) rather than on their strengths. And so when people start to see the gifts that they have and the unique experience and the knowledge that they've gained, it really builds that self-belief, that self-acceptance. You know, this is, this is really accepting that we're not good at everything. And some of the things that perhaps are weaker in them are not to, to be called a cause for self-criticism, but to really focus on the gifts that you've been given are perfectly designed for you to fulfill your life purpose. So it's that building of the self-love that really opens the doors for people to enable them to step into the life that they want to live and do what they want to do. And, you know, a couple of examples. Um, I worked with a client who had tried all sorts of things you know, she jumped from one thing to another. She had a lot of issues from childhood of being considered stupid, even though she wasn't. She was carrying this 
you know, this limiting belief, oh, you know, I'm not good enough, I'm stupid, and been trying all these things really just to make money, and none of it was working because her heart wasn't in it, you know? Um, And when your heart isn't in it, when it's not your purpose, that's when you do jump from one thing to another because there isn't that deep-seated commitment there to work through the challenges, to stick with it and persist and work at it to create that success. And she actually has now developed a business that is actually working with pets. She walks pets and she takes care of pets. And she absolutely loves it. She gets so much joy from it, you know? And it's it's not always, you know, there's a lot out there about, oh, it's all about the money. It's not about the money, although money is a wonderful um, result of doing what you love, but it's about getting that, sense of joy and fulfillment in what you do and um, you know another quick example I worked with a a Mexican diplomat who was um, stationed in Japan and he came to me originally because he was in a relationship he wanted to get out of it was a marriage where he wasn't happy and it was a really good example of where an issue in one area of your life will manifest in others as well. There might be one area that is most obvious to you at the time, but when I worked with him, I came to realize that the issues that he had in his relationship were also issues that he had in his career. And it all came down to a lack of self-belief, which, which made him incapable of setting boundaries. So that was manifest in his marriage, but it was also um, the cause of him being in a career that he really didn't want to be in. He was very artistic, very creative, extremely spiritual and conscious. And as a result of working with me, he moved out of the marriage, he moved out of that career, returned to Mexico and started to really focus on writing, on creativity, on the art scene, and everything. So it's really about a process of getting to know yourself and really tuning in to what you really want to do and love to do. I hope that helps. Oh, gosh, Jan, you know, I've met so many entrepreneurs over the years, I actually lived in your area uh, in Phoenix for 15 years. And at the time, the, Phoenix has more entrepreneurs per capita than any city in the United States. And so many of them were barely making it because I believe it was that self-belief. And it's so easy to put out there, you know, I'm getting to know myself and what I want. But it's not an easy thing to do, especially by yourself. Because there's so many different roadblocks that block our success. And it's great to have people like you who really understand that and have the procedures to actually do it. Because so many fail and actually they're brilliant at what they do. But they have those beliefs that I'm not enough. Mm. And I love that you touched on that. You know? Yeah, that's a real fundamental issue for people. It's it's it it's is. not enough, not good enough. And, you know, there's a statistic that um, Dr. Joe Rubino quoted in his book, the self-esteem book, that 85% of people have self-esteem issues. Well, I happen to think everybody has it to some extent in some area of the life. And it's it's really that that is at the core of what determines what they can achieve. And people who, people need another perspective on things. And this is the real, the, the basis of what I do is complete non-judgment of anything. Because they share with me really, you know, emotionally challenging situations and things that they've done, things that have happened to them. And it's right. a total... Um, non-judgment environment so that we can really look at this with that observer detachment and say, okay, this is really challenging. 
what is the positive that you can see in this? What's the gift in this? And in many cases, it's, boy, you had such amazing strength to come through that situation. And that's what people often fail to recognize in themselves. They look at the, the problem or the challenge or the circumstance in, in the negative and don't, aren't able to shift the perspective into what's the positive that came out of this. And I know from personal experience that it's been the most challenging situations in my life that have created the most incredible leaps forward. And without those, I wouldn't be where I am today. Well, I was going to ask you that, that you can't know what that's like unless you've been through it. You can't teach on, you you can't give away something you don't have. So if you don't mind, could you share a challenge or two that was tough for you that got you to this place, being able to be such a great beacon for others? Yeah, I, I guess the most pivotal time in my life was really from about 2004 up to this shift that I mentioned in 2010 into my current career and business. And it was an interesting combination of things. Um, the first thing was that um, I, I've been passionate about horses all my life. And I realized that the reason that they were in my life was to be my teachers. And right. I'd had this dream of having a, an Andalusian horse, which is a beautiful Spanish horse, um, and the breed that is often used in the movies. You know, it's a shadow fox in Lord of the Rings is a good example. Absolutely gorgeous. And, and this particular horse was delivered to my doorstep, literally. And I haven't, we haven't got time to go into that, but believe me, oh. it, it, he was a gift from God because... Um, he was my dream horse. And then a year, within the year of, of having him, he had a complete emotional breakdown, became extremely dangerous. He was only a young horse, but the experiences he'd had growing up had shattered his self-confidence. And it was through deciding to take on his rehabilitation as opposed to getting rid of him or having him put down that I learned so much about what is in my program there. I learned about the nature of fear. I learned about the nature of energy and how we communicate energetically. And I actually set up a website, Energetic Horsemanship, which, you know, we all communicate energetically and right. we can actually control our energy. And that's what I learned to do with him because it's also an aspect of manifestation that, you know, what you put out, you get back. So, the horse taught me if I project fear about his behavior, he's going to reflect that fear back in his, in, you know, basically a really dangerous situation. So I, I learned from that, from a manifestation point of view, to be a, have an awareness of a potentially risky situation and immediately shift my attention into outcomes and visualization and an energy of calmness and peace and so on. And then in parallel to that, um, my second husband had manifested a lot of physical issues, which were really, as I learned, very much emotionally based. You know, the body reflects the mind, not the other way around. Right. And yeah. he became incapable of work. He was very... He'd always been quite a negative person who was rather into conflict and drama and <laughs> and he had a lot of self-belief issues as I recognized. But what that did was it got to being really the dark night of the soul for me and I was I was having problems with my daughters and it was like the universe was throwing everything at me as the the catalyst for me to shift into a different way of living. And literally, you know, I said to myself, I can't live like this, there has to be a better way. And it was the combination of that and my horse that led me on my spiritual journey and learning about the law of attraction 
and how we do create our own reality. And it was through the research that I did when I was trying to solve my horse's problem. I was trying to learn everything I could about equine psychology, and I came across a real life-changing book for me, which is called The Tao of Equus by Linda Cohenoff. And that started talking, and this was about the emotional rehabilitation of Linda through the horse. And it, she, she mentioned in the book about reincarnation, and I had this un, unstoppable urge to research into reincarnation. And, and that was it. It was kind of the breadcrumb trail mm. after that really led me on a journey of exploration and learning about spirituality that completely changed my life. So it was uh, definitely a combination sent from the divine to really shift me onto a different path. What was the name of that book that you found? The Tao of Equus, and that's T-A-O of Equus. Right. Oh, wow, that sounds really interesting. It is. And Linda's written a number of other books as well about she set up a a, an equine facilitated um, psychotherapy come coaching center called right. the Atona Center, which is based near Tucson. And she's also written a couple of books most recently about leadership. And this was something that I learned a huge amount about with my horse um, in that leadership has to be supported, nurturing, building, inspirational, not about, you know, pushing from behind, but leading from in front and really building harmony and relationships. And that's what is unfortunately very lacking in a lot of leaders that think that they have to be dominant. And, you know, the horse is a brilliant example of how if you push the horse, the horse pushes back. If you lead the horse, the horse will follow. Right. I think horses are magical beings sent to us. I I think they're unbelievably magical in how they can transform us in our thinking, our insights, so many things. How is your horse today? Well, unfortunately, he had to be put to sleep in 2013, Mm. which is very interesting because um, I had to leave him in the UK when I came over here to I actually put on the Festival of Enlightenment in 2011 in Estes Park, Colorado. And I always had the intention to bring him over. And it got to the point in 2013, I was really focused on manifesting the ability to bring him over. But I knew in my heart that he would never, he could never survive that kind of journey, you know, a flight from the UK and then coming across country to Mm. Colorado. And, you know, it was a very highly emotional um, situation to have to make the decision to have him put to sleep because he developed colic and peritonitis and was not responding to the veterinary treatment. And... I realized, you know, and I always look for the gift in everything. And it was through the work that I've done on myself in terms of mindfulness, being the observer, that I could deal with that situation, get all the information, all the facts. I even had a vet in the U.S. talk to the vet in the U.K. to make sure that I was making the right decision. And, you know, it was heartbreaking to have to to do that, but then I'm, I looked for what is the gift, what is the purpose behind this, and I realized that the only way he could be with me was in spirit, and he is with me all the time, and I've had this confirmed by, you know, guests on my show who said, there's a white horse here, <laughs> I say, oh, it's, <laughs> it's my beloved photo, and I have no, you know, he is a true soulmate, I know he was sent. 
um, from God, for one, you know, if you use that term, because also symbolically the white horse is, is, you know, the spiritual teacher. So, you know, it was the biggest blessing in my whole life to have the privilege of working with this wonderful being and to learn so much about the universe from him. What a blessing, huh? Mm. Ken, what is influence to you? Influence is really about being authentic, about having empathy, and really being able to share your story with people so that they can relate to the challenges that you've had and get the develop the belief that they too can can overcome the challenges that they face and it's interesting I was having a in in an interview I did with a guest recently um, she is now doing contract soul contract readings and she went through a very challenging time in her life, went through bankruptcy and also had a lot of health challenges. And we were talking about some um, somebody said to her, well, why should I, you know, why should I come to you for help when you've had all these problems, you've been through bankruptcy, et cetera, et cetera. And she said, this is about the wounded healer, that if you haven't been through the challenges that other people experience you can't truly understand what they're going through and therefore you can't help them to the same extent it's no good reading a textbook about it you have to experience it to be able to empathize and support somebody who's going through it with with genuine heart-centered approach you know so i really feel that if you look at the most successful people, they're usually the ones that have had the biggest challenges. And so that in itself is inspirational. It's inspirational for me as well that it is possible to come through these challenges, find the gift, and literally use that experience as a way to catapult yourself forward. Beautiful. I've really learned a lot from you today, just the sense of your energy and your great empathy for people. So I, I thank you for that and for, for helping others. Jen, what is your parting message to our listeners today? My parting message is follow your heart and really embrace what you truly believe you're here to do and have the confidence to do it. And if I can help anybody to do that, then obviously I will be very happy to do so. But so many of us, uh, and I grew up that way, logic rules, and that was my major shift in 2010 to recognize that intuition and the heart has to come first. And let the mind support that. But don't let logic talk you out of what you really, really want to do and what you're truly here to do. Exactly. I agree with you. Jan, how can people find out more about you and your Unstoppable You Academy? Well, my website is uh, thesuccessalchemist.net and that's where you'll find um, find out about me and the work that I do and I have um, articles on there. You can also find me on Facebook if you look for The Success Alchemist. You'll find my Facebook page. And if you just want to get in touch with me, then you can use jan at thesuccessalchemist.net. And I do offer a free success strategy session. So if anybody listening really wants to discover their purpose or needs some help with their blocks and limiting beliefs, then you can apply for one of my free success strategy sessions on my website. Excellent. I love it when you you give people the opportunity to talk to you beforehand because I know 
that you do help a lot of people and uh, you have the great energy to do that. So thank you. And we're going to wrap up today. And Jan, I thank you so much for being part of our show. You have been an absolute great example of influence. And I love your definition of influence, by the way. (laughs) It's beautiful. So thank thank you. you so much. Thank you, Lexa. And it's been such a pleasure to be on the show with you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, and by the way, I do want to have you back because I want to go a little bit deeper into a couple of areas that I think you have some great insight in that would help our listeners. So until we speak again, have a fabulous day, Jan. Thank Thank you. you. I look forward to that. Thank you. and become essentially germ-free? Scalar Light serves to break apart the molecular bonds of viruses, bacteria, fungi, and parasites in your body. Only a photograph of a person is needed in order to be treated with Scalar Light and eradicate germs from your body. Visit the website freescalar.net and upload your photograph as well as the photographs of your family. Everyone will receive 15 days of free Scalar Light treatments and your germs will be eradicated by the painless and simple Scalar Light process. People from around the world have experienced the benefits of Scalar Light healing and the testimonies prove just how effective this groundbreaking treatment really is. Visit freescalar.net to get started or call our support desk at 1-800-345-9851 for additional information. That's freescaler.net or toll free everybody, and welcome to Embracing Your Spheres of Influence podcast. This is a place where you will meet and be inspired by many diverse entrepreneurs on how they use their sphere of influence to create change. And today, our first guest is Jeff Baird. Jeff is a holy fire to Reiki master. He's based in Evergreen, Colorado, and his business is called Sunrise Reiki, Colorado. He offers face-to-face treatments as well as distance and remote sessions. Barrett also has his mobile service for organizations, families, animals, and people who are unable to travel. He loves bringing Reiki to people, their companions, and or their companies. He does companies, companies as well, and their four-legged friends. Now, what's interesting is Barrett has worked for many years in sales and marketing in, the, in corporate America, and he just walked away from this to do Reiki full-time because he felt that this was a real calling for him. He has the opportunity to offer so many people different uh, healings. Let me give you a list of some of the things that he has healed. He has healed cancer, fibromyalgia, PTSD, insomnia, migraines, depression, retinitis, a couple of these I can't pronounce, Asperger, broken bones, sprains, spinal issues, allergies, nightmares, flu, chronic pain, dental issues, panic attacks, and the list goes on. And he feels grateful that he has the opportunity to do this and to help so many people. 
Welcome, Jeff. Thank you for being on this podcast. Thank you. I am so happy to be here. <laughs> Great. Now, before we get starting, uh, or start talking about, you know, your insights and your influential tactics that you have for the audience today, let's look at your professional journey. Tell us in a few minutes where you started and how did you get to where you are today? You bet. Thank you so much. So I, I uh, even as early as uh, back in the 80s, I wanted to be a writer. I was convinced my writing was going to change the world. And so I, I moved to Colorado and joined a, uh, a publishing company. Um, it was a trade journal for this brand new exciting industry called cable television. <laughs> and that's where I met my wife, who was a typesetter. And so I got into the publishing industry, and I was I was on the editorial side, and I was writing, and the publisher pulled me aside one day, and um, she said, Jeff, do you want to make any, do you want to make, how would you like to make more money? Uh, you can do that on the sales side. So she, I was in the process of starting a new young family, and so I, I moved over to the ad sales side and have since uh, launched countless publications. I was the publisher for the Denver Chamber of Commerce. Um, and I, I represented a, n- a number of, of different uh, magazines over the years. And then, and then I got out of print. Everybody said print was dead, and so I got out of print, and I got into the um, scent marketing business, um, which was basically um, adding to customer engagement. Um, like if you walk into a Cabela's and you go to their camping department, you'll probably smell toasted marshmallow. And the idea oh, was wow. to, uh, you know, better engage customers, uh, have them stay longer, um, spend more money, all that kind of stuff. So I did that for about uh, eight years. And um, so I've got a lot of marketing background. I've, I've um, sold just about, I, I've knocked on a lot of doors. <laughs> I'll put it that way. I'm not, <laughs> I always say I've, I've knocked on enough doors where my knuckles bled. So a lot of oh, publishing and a lot right. of sales and marketing. Excellent. So you got into Reiki. Could mm-hmm. you explain what Reiki is, especially for those who are really not familiar with it? You bet. It's, it's, um, it's a Japanese healing technique that reduces stress and promotes healing. And, uh, you know, when I was doing the corporate America gig thing, I, I was the most skeptical guy walking the planet. And um, I was getting a massage one day, and I had this intense hand pain. I, I don't have any cartilage in my thumb joints, and I was um, I had surgery scheduled, and I was going to have to have both hands operated on. And it was at a time when I was with the in the scent industry, and my career was really taken off, and the recovery was pretty significant. And there were no guarantees that um, you know you would you would regain full movement of your hands and I, I just was I talked to three different surgeons and I just wasn't comfortable with what I was hearing and so I was getting a massage one day and um, uh, Tanya started talking to me about this Reiki stuff and I it just all sounded so far-fetched to me I was she's like chef I've never done it on anybody before I've only done it on my cat would you like to try it it was like <laughs> oh, my hands were hurting so bad I said yes absolutely let's do anything it. right Anything exactly. That's exactly where I was, and and um, and the pain went away. I, I was I was floored, and and um, and so I, I I was so blown away by this. I, I kept I, I really did a lot of research into it, and and read everything I could about it. And then I took my Reiki Level One class um, in January of 2012, and uh, changed my life. I mean, the pain went away permanently. And it, it hasn't come back. And I, my wife has fibromyalgia, so I thought, well, this Reiki is supposed to come through your hands, so that should help my hands, and then I can help Tammy. And so that's where it all kind of started. I had no plans of going any further, um, but Reiki has a way of kind of gently guiding you along the way, and that's exactly what's happened with me. So Reiki is uh, it's an energy-type mm-hmm. modality, correct? It's the energy right. coming through your hands. Okay. Yeah. And so, so you would be considered a healer if this energy is coming to your hands. And then are you massaging or just touching them? No. Kind of no, I, 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 you know, it, it's real common with a lot of massage therapists. So 
Um, though, in fact, a lot of my students that come to my classes um, are massage therapists, and they work Reiki into their treatments, which can be really powerful. I do more of a, um, a consultation, and then I let I kind of get out of the way and let Reiki do what it does. And um, uh, I, my hands kind of, you know, they'll touch the person or just kind of hover above them. My, my energy is pretty, it's not my energy, I should say the energy is, is very intense. It's very strong. And so, um, in fact, the first, when I became Reiki level one, I was given my wife some Reiki one night. She had a headache. And this is very early on, and I had my hands on her head, and she's like, geez, can you turn those things down? My God, it's so hot in her head. She, she was sweating, and so I pulled my hands back a little bit. And I've always kind of continued wow. along that line. I just kind of, they just kind of hover, and it's, it's spiritually guided um, energy. I, I call it love from above. And, um, you know, you get, you receive an attunement. Uh, it's passed down. Um, however, in August, I took a Holy Fire Reiki Master Class where um, it's, it, the, the attunements are done a little bit differently. You, um, but I, I don't need to go that deep into that, but um, it is a healing modality, uh, you know, energy work. And, and depending on the person I'm talking to, how deep they want to go on that, I, I'll just say it's, it's, it's energy work, you know. Right. <clears throat> right. That's interesting. So since it's energetic, you can do what's called distance healing. So it, is that really as effective as doing it one-on-one? Oh, man. It, I'm so glad you brought that up. Um, it really is. In fact, it's so funny. I have this client who, who read one of my articles, and she came and saw me. This is this last summer. And she was so skeptical. And she, but she had intense back pain. And was really looking for anything for relief and so when she called me they were getting ready to go on a camping trip and I said hey uh, Kendra um, you know uh, we had set an appointment for the following week I think she was coming over the following Tuesday and I said in the meantime um, I'd like to send you a little uh, distance Reiki and um, you know I'm hoping it'll help you because she was concerned about camping she was concerned about uh, sleeping on the ground and, and just the pain of hiking and all that stuff. And so, and it's so funny because when she came over here, she, she told me, she said, you know, I was so skeptical when you said it was a complimentary uh, uh, distance uh, healing because she thought she didn't believe in it. And she said, you know, I was like, oh, well, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to pay for it, you know. And, and so um, <laughs> it, was, it was remarkable. She went through the whole weekend, had no pain slept like a baby. She hadn't been sleeping. She slept like a baby, uh, did the hiking and, and really didn't have any issues whatsoever. So when she came over here, then I gave her a, a, a face-to-face treatment. And I work a lot with stones and crystals too. And so, um, I, I always recommend to people three treatments in 10 days. And that's what I did with her. And, and, um, after the third treatment, it was, she's got a, a, one of her, uh, one of my testimonials on my website, are the comments from her, uh, which are just, they're just awesome. And she said to me that day, she said, you know, she said, I love the face-to-face treatments. I love the stones. But she said, I got to tell you, the the distance had probably made a bigger impact on me. And and we talked a lot about it. And it may have been because she wasn't expecting it, you know. Um, But, you know, I work on people in England. I work on people in Canada, all over the world. And and when it became real to me, uh, you know, because I had been doing distance for a lot of my friends and relatives, and the feedback was always positive. And I just kind of thought, oh, you you all are just trying to be nice, you know. And then this woman reached out to me in the United Kingdom, and she was recovering from cancer. And um, that's when it became real to me, because I, I we worked closely. It was all through Messenger on, on Facebook. And... Um, it was remarkable the impact that it was having on her. And that's when I really bought in, you know, I guess, I guess I'm kind of a skeptic or I was, I should yeah. say, right. uh, you know, at heart until I saw some of these things happen, um, from a distance proving that we're all connected, you know? And, right. um, right. So that, that, that's how that all got started. 
Oh, that's interesting, especially with doing people all over the world. Mm-hmm. Wish I had two hours with you. I'd ask you a hundred different questions I'm thinking of, but let's stick with Reiki. Now, the, the next thing I was wanting to ask you is that, okay, I can get the whole pain thing. Something is physically wrong with your body, but you also mentioned in the, your list of things that you dealt with, depression. And that is such an emotional component. So that works for the same. It's it's the same type of energy healing. And tell me about somebody that you worked with depression. Did it go away totally? Or were they relieved for the week? I don't get how that works. You bet. So here's, here's Reiki heals physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually which is a lot of stuff. I mean, it's a lot of stuff. And so when I've worked on people with depression, in fact, um, it's really interesting, whether it's in person or from a distance. um, You know, if you're, I suffered with chronic pain. I think I mentioned to you, I was in, we were in a bad car wreck back in the 90s. And um, I suffered with chronic pain for five, five, six years before I had uh, both of my, hips replaced and, and then everything changed. But when you're in physical pain, depression kind of goes hand in hand with it because, and I hear this yes. all the time. I just want to be able to do what I used to be able to do. I want to be able to ride horses again. I, I work with a lot of, I work on a lot of horses. And interestingly enough, I always end up working on the owners too, because a, a horse's health is like directly connected to the owner. It's, it's really remarkable. I could tell you some amazing stories with uh. what I've seen, but I, On the depression side, I'll take it a step further. So there's a gal that I used to work with, and um, I was on the phone with her one day. And we we had all these conference calls all the time, and and I could tell something wasn't right with her. And so I called her up after after we were done with the conference call. And um, I said, what's going on? And she said, oh, I've got this terrible migraine. Um, you know, when the weather, she's in Oklahoma and what the weather does this, then it really affects me. And I said, well, I need you to open your, your mind up a little bit. And so I talked to her about Reiki. And so that night we, uh, did the distance work and got the migraine was gone immediately. And normally it had, it would put her down for, you know, a week. She'd miss work and all kinds of stuff. And so we just got rid of it. And then, um, a little while later, Uh, probably a couple of months down the road, I was on another conference call with her and I could tell something wasn't right. And so I I called her up after that one and I said, what is going on? Did the migraine come back? She goes, oh no, that's not, she goes, I'm just kind of, uh, I'm having a tough time right now with with sleep and um, I'm kind of in this depression mode. And and I said, well, let's, talk to me about it. She said, well, my, my, my husband's hours changed. And so he comes in in the middle of the night and without trying to, he wakes me up. I lash out at him. I don't remember it in the morning. Um, you know, so there's this, all this angst the next day where he's wondering why I said the things I said to him. I don't remember doing it. So we kept talking and, and, um, when she was a young girl, she was molested by a, um, a relative and he would come in in the middle of the night and wake her up and and then molest her. And so this was triggering all of that. And so what I did from a distance that night, I said, look, I said, uh, and it was really having an effect on her. She was very depressed. She, was, she knew she had upset her husband and, and she didn't know what to do about it. And these, uh, all this stuff was really getting her down affecting her work and everything. And I said, do you want to just get rid of it? And she said, absolutely. So that night, um, I started working on her from a distance and I could see this, this low hanging cloud, kind of a fog that was over her. And we just blew it out. Um, we got rid of it and, um, it was a pretty intense distance session. It was, I had used kind of a, a a new technique I call it the scooping technique. I used it to get rid of this cloud because pain and depression and um, energies like that operate at a very low frequency. And so Reiki right. is, you know, pure light. It's 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 just um, 
it's so powerful that it, it can just blow that stuff out. So I was talking to her on the phone the next day. I said, hey, how do you feel? She's like, oh, my God, I feel so good. I feel so light. And I said, well, we got, uh-huh. rid, of the, we got rid of the cloud. And she said, what did you just say? And I said, we, we got rid of that cloud. I said, I could see it. I said, but it's gone now. And she, she started crying. She said, um, I have tried to explain to people for years that I felt like I had this cloud or this this fog that was kind of drippy and, and hanging over me. And I said, well, you did, but it's gone now. And it, it literally changed her life. And um, she uh, wrote about her experiences. She sent me these notes, and we kind of wrote this article together called Releasing the Past that is in the uh, spring 2017 issue of Reiki News Magazine. And um, it was very powerful, and it's, it's, had a, uh, it's affected a lot of people because I get a lot of calls from, from people that read these articles and can tell me the impact it had and, and things like that. So that's a, that's a, a good example. I mean, wow. m- most people I work on, um, it, it's, it's the emotional pain as a rule. I mean, you know, knee pain can be about moving forward. It can be about moving forward in a relationship or moving forward in a job or, or whatever the situation is, and it can settle into a person's knees. In fact, this morning I, I worked on someone with knee pain, and we talked about that. Um, but, you know, with it healing physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually, and it's, it's, um, it's so powerful that the depression and, um, and some of these other darker moods, they cannot tolerate uh, the brilliance of Reiki, because Reiki brings two things to every situation. It doesn't matter what it is, love and hope. And those are the two things that, um, for a person to heal, those are the two things that when, you, when you're talking about love and hope, you know, it's, they're incompatible with um, depression, you know, and, and fear and all that stuff. And so um, right. love and hope will trump the lower vibrations every time if a person will allow every time, it. Right. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that is a great story. Yes, and I Thank noticed you. that you have written a lot of articles uh, yes. in this uh, Reiki News magazine. So I'll have to uh, actually. Uh, Jeff lives up in Evergreen, Colorado, and I'm in Denver, so we're kind kind of close. So I'll have yep. to be send me that article. But anyway. Jeff, what is influence to you? I love that question. So influence to me is um, wa- um, walking the talk. And, and what I mean by that mm. is when, when this whole thing kind of went to a higher level, I, I came back from a road trip, and I walked in, and I took one look at my wife, and she looked more dead than alive to me. And I, I had just become Reiki. This was in April of 2015. And in November of, <clears throat> excuse me, 2014, I'd become a Reiki master, and I thought, okay, Mr. Reiki master, let's see what you can do with this. This is close to home. You've been working on people in England. You've been doing all this stuff. Let's focus on your loved ones. So I took three months off, and and all we did is focus on her wellness, and it was a it was a transformation. She had lunch with people she used to work with. They didn't recognize her, and you know, both of us healed, and all these things happened, and and. The influence that I had on my my kids, my kids got to see love in action. They got to see what we were doing. Um, the fact that I took the time off and and the, and they could see the transformation that was taking place in their mom. And that means we're a very close family, and so it it had quite an influence on them. And then um, as I have continued on this journey, they have seen that you really can follow your passions and you really can follow your dreams. And, um, you know, I used to say when I was back in the sales arena, I always followed the money. Well, now I follow my heart. So I've been able to influence family and friends. My kids' friends now are coming up and taking um, my Reiki classes. They're coming to a lot of my public speaking events. And these are all kids that, you know, I've known since they were, small and then they bring then they're like jeff i need you to work on my my mom and dad oh my god I, you know so it just kind of spreads like that and so the influence i'm having is is um 
it amazes me. It, it's the, it's a ripple effect, um, and it all starts with a single thought. It's like, you know, when I when I was doing Reiki part time, I used to always think, I wonder what it would look like if I did this full time. Because I, w- I would, you know, I would do this. Jo- I would always tell people I'd be on a sales call and I'd say, Well, you know, here's I'm, I represent this, that, and the other thing. Um, by the way. Let me talk to you a little bit about that shoulder pain you just mentioned. <laughs> you know, and so I, 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 I was always working into the conversation, you know, and and then so I I would do it part time, and and the influence it had on on my customers was remarkable, and so um, they too have now many of them have, have come over for treatments. They they uh, um, some of them have taken my classes. Um, and, and things like that. And so, you know, I think in uh, living by the Reiki precepts, the two Reiki precepts that stopped me in my tracks and changed my life were, number one, just for today, do not worry. And just for today, do not get angry. Now, <laughs> I mean, wow. I'll, I'll never forget when I heard that. I was like, what did you just say to me? Wow. Because that's because I, you know, I I always was I, I was always angry, or if I wasn't, I was I was looking for a reason to get angry, and and I was always worried. I was concerned about, and you know, the, with the society we live in, they feed off of that man. They want you know, yes. they get that fear out yes. there, and they want everybody getting worked up about stuff, and it, it's all wasted energy. And you know, once you realize how it's such wasted energy. And and if you if you have a thought that is a loving thought, it's a hopeful thought. Um, it, it's going to go a lot further, and it, and people are going to uh, the influence you're going to have on everybody you meet, whether it's that person in Starbucks in front of you that's taking ten minutes to order their cup of coffee because of all the add-ons. They're teaching you not. To <laughs> they're teaching you acceptance <laughs> and tolerance. And that's you know the right. guy that's yes. that's that's tailgating you down I twenty five. He's teaching you the same thing, and so it 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 really changes the way you look at life, and and um, and so it has an effect on everybody you come in contact. It has an influence on everyone you come in contact with, and it's so amazing because um, you know I just can't get angry anymore, and. and and I don't miss it, and and I I really don't worry anymore. I mean, I'm I took this big leap of faith where I'm doing Reiki full time about three months ago, and I'm just doing the work, and um, and these amazing things like you reaching out to me, and all all these incredible things are happening to where I am convinced if I did not allow room for Reiki to grow, if I was still tied up with whatever my other job was. I wouldn't allow room for these things to happen, you know? Right. And um, so the influence I have on my kids is follow your dreams and, 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 and everyone that meets me and my clients. Um, it's like, look, you can follow your passions. I mean, a lot of the people that I work on, their number one stress is job, their job. And they're not right. kind of doing the kind yes. of work they want to do, you know? And, and so a lot of times that'll settle in their knees, it'll settle in their abdomen. Um, you know, they'll they'll have this stress over not doing what they want to do and um and so they see what I'm doing and it does have a profound it has an impact on them. It really does. And um that's yeah. why I'm doing the corporate thing too. In fact, just yesterday I met with a an old customer of mine from a previous job and we're going to start doing a corporate wellness program for her she's in the um, uh, apartment industry and so we're going to do it for not only her employees but also for her residents and um, so I'm very very excited about that yeah that and if we had time I'd love to get into the whole corporate piece but you know if people want to find you tell me how they can Mm -hmm. do that Jeff it's really important that they know you bet. So the web, the website is sunrisereikicolorado.com, and I'll tell you the story behind that. And my email, by the way, is jeff at sunrisereikicolorado.com, and then my phone number okay. is 720-250-8107. Um, but the, the website, so when I, on my first website, when we first started designing it, um, it was it was real simple, but I knew I needed to have something. I had to have some sort of a presence out there. I Googled Sunrise Reiki, 
And the, and the reason that happened is because we moved to Evergreen uh, about five years ago, and, and one of the first things that just absolutely blew, blew us away were the sunrises up there. My God, I mean, every morning mm-hmm. we were out there taking pictures. And <laughs> so I started, I would, um, I would have these profound healing experiences, and so I started using, my wife uh, had some of these photos were just unbelievable, and she has a different phone than I have, and she has, can really take some phenomenal photos. So I would use her photo and I would write an article about, you know, whatever happened. And, and, and so the sunrise thing really stuck with me. And so when I Googled sunrise Reiki, the sunrise Reiki center in Ireland popped up and I, I have a lot of Irish blood in me. And I I thought it was very cool that there was a healing center in Ireland um, called sunrise Reiki. And I, so I kind of nodded to them and added Colorado. And then, you know, the master plan of this is to have Sunrise Reiki, you know, California, Sunrise Reiki, Illinois, and, and to kind of expand on it from there. That's kind of what I'm, what I'm shooting for. Oh, great goal. Great goal there, Jeff. Keeping me busy, you know, I'll I tell need... you that, Alexa. <laughs> I see. <laughs> hey, and that's wonderful. Listen, um, I've got to wrap this up. So tell us okay. three things that you want your listeners or our listeners to take with them. Um, number one, everything expands. And so this is something I teach in all my classes. Uh, at the top of the list is watch your thoughts. Pay attention to your thoughts. Um, you know, I always uh, ask clients how long they can just have silence because God speaks to us clearly when, when we shut off all the noise. So I would say uh, watch your thoughts, number one. Um, realize, number two, um, realize that you have, a, a, a significant, you, you have an influence on everybody you come in contact with throughout the day. And, you know, it, it, there's, it's no coincidence that Reiki is growing the way it is right now because um, the world needs it now more than ever. Um, you know, it really does. If you, if you, you know, yes. take a look around, we, we really could use a little love and a little bit of hope right now. So That's right. Um, I would say that would be number two. And then number three, we're all connected. Uh, people have a hard time. A lot of people have a hard time understanding that. I, I never paid any attention to it. Still, until I started getting involved with distance healing, and that, for me, just proved that we're all connected. Um, how remarkable it is that I can be sitting up here in Evergreen and have an impact on somebody who's in Alberta, Canada. You know, and, and that's so right. When, yes. Well, you know, once once we realize that, we we treat our the people that we can have an influence on. We treat them. We look at them differently, and we treat them differently. And um, I hope that answers your question. I but, but I really I, you know if everybody would just focus on 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 that rather than what they're trying to get us to focus on. And I say they through the you know the, the media and all that stuff about you know fear and angst and you know, divide, divide, divide against everybody and separate everybody. Yes. You know, Reiki is kind of the opposite of all that stuff. That's why I love it so much. <laughs> you do. I hear that. I hear your joy. I hear I, that I, you don't worry and you're not angry. In fact, I'm going to incorporate those precepts into my life. I love that. Yes, I, and it's a I, highly influential piece when you think about how you vibrationally meet people every day. It's, it's crazy yeah. out there, especially, you it know, is. you know our traffic in Denver because we've grown so oh, fast. Oh, man. And, yep. you know, I was uh, listening to Dateline, and Denver is number two with road rage in the entire country. Wow. Entire country, yeah. Wow. So it's, it's definitely need to, for today, don't get angry. How about for this minute, do not get angry. Right, because sometimes yeah. it feels like it takes just a minute at a time yep. when driving out there. But, Jeff, thank you so much for being part of you the bet. show. You really added a lot, and uh, I thank you. I thank you. I was honored you to have you on there, and hopefully we'll have you back again. 
Thank well, you. thank you for contacting me. I love what you're doing. I really do. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye. You too. Bye.